I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm George Sluffo. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media, and data privacy. I'll explain in plain English. We talk to the biggest names in digital marketing. And today, we'll hear from Hamid Safi, VP of e-commerce at Liquid Death Mountain Water. Yes, you heard that right. In just four years, the startup has amassed more Instagram followers than every other water brand on the market. That's right. And what's completely fascinating about the company is it's thrown out the marketing playbook and it has been doing everything opposite to what you would expect. And the thing is, it's working. For a start, its tagline is murder your thirst. It's a very punk rock way to sell water. So we asked Hamid about the inspiration behind the name. Liquid death kind of came about because, you know, we were bringing death to plastic and the name kind of was rooted around like, what can we do that's like controversial enough, but still brings attention to the cause around eliminating single use plastic, especially in the form of plastic bottles that are used for bottled water in the bottled water industry. And so that's why the, uh, the name came about. Could you sort of describe the aesthetic look of a can of liquid death for those that don't know it? Yeah. So liquid death in many cases is probably confused for either an energy drink or a beer. We have two SKUs that we sell right now. There's a white can, that's our still mountain water from Austria. And then we have a black can, which is a sparkling water. Both cans have kind of like this drippy skull logo on the front of it with calligraphy in Old English that says liquid death. And then kind of wrapped around the can, there's like a product description enhanced to be in the form of like entertainment. But when you see it on the shelf, especially when it's in the water aisle, it definitely stands out in a sea of blue and white and very like cloud and air and ethereal kind of feeling brands. You're like, oh, what is this energy drink or this beer brand doing on this shelf? And that was by design. The aesthetics are so fascinating. And that tagline you've got, which is muddy or thirst, how did that tagline evolve? You know, when you're coming in with a brand called Liquid Death that's packaged the way that we're packaged, that markets the way that we market, especially in a very like stodgy CPG industry, especially in water, we needed something that feels like really disruptive. And so coming out of the gate, the tagline was murder your thirst. And it was kind of like almost like a stake in the ground to just like position ourselves differently than how, you know, everyone talks about pH and electrolytes and all the things that I feel like, you know, a general consumer like sees a lot and they might care about. But for us, it was like, we just wanted to go with something that felt really on brand to the tone of what we were trying to get to. And so Murder Your Thirst was kind of the beginning of that. We knew that it was going to be a polarizing brand. And we love that about this brand. The idea of being everything to everyone is just not in the DNA of this brand. This brand is really about bringing fun to a category that has never really seen it and doing things that feel really unique. But in the same side of things, we knew that as this brand grew, that we wanted to feel a little bit more like attainable, and reachable to everyone. We all know that plastic and single-use plastic is a definite problem across the world. And so that was kind of the rallying cry around like, you might not get the thing entirely, but we all know that plastic is a problem that we can all kind of get behind and help solve. So Death to Plastic was kind of like the second brand chapter, if you will, around this brand in 2020. And now it's to the point where it's now rallying around, don't be scared, it's just water. So that's kind of the next phase of this brand is like our first two chapters are around telling a sustainability story, but also telling a disruption, like we're here kind of moment. And now it's like, everyone, don't be freaked out. It's just water. We're just trying to bring fun to water. And that's all it is at the end of the day. 
Very cool. And, you know, initially, as I understand it, the brand was marketed toward heavy metal and punk rock fans who don't drink booze. Could you talk about how, you know, your CEO, Mike, saw the gap in the market? Like, why do punk rockers need their own water? There's a high index of people who are in the punk community or metal community that actually really care about what they put in their bodies. They care about the environment and how to save the earth. On the musician side of things, if you look at bands who are performing and were on stage, you know, they may have a can of a notable or famous energy drink, but what they would do is actually fill those cans with water and it was called tour water. And so I think coming off of that idea, Mike was like, okay, there's a market here for people who definitely want something that feels kind of catered and for them, but also is fun in terms of how we market because most of the healthiest things on earth are marketed in probably the most drab, boring ways. But some of the things that are the worst for you on earth, you know, candy bars and chips and all kinds of snacks, especially for kids, are probably marketed in the most fun ways and the most like exciting, creative and communication. So, you know, Mike's idea was like, we find a place like in the middle of all this of bringing that together and taking the healthiest thing on earth, which at the end of the day is just water and marketing it and packaging it in a way that felt way more energetic and fun. No, totally. And, and that's super interesting. It's like, opposite the playbook of marketing 101 but it somehow worked but what's really interesting is is that when you guys you know first came out you guys got some hate journalist james ball he put out a tweet saying why would anyone buy let alone fund packaged water it's 2019 but a year later you guys landed on ad age's hottest brands what's that journey been like even before there was an actual liquid death product we made a video. The premise of the whole video is that it's calling out the BS of how brand marketers typically position things, especially water. And we flip it and we say, water is actually deadly and it's dangerous. And we show shots of like avalanches and massive waves, like crushing surfers. And then the main star in the video is waterboarding a guy. And through connections in the industry, we made that for super cheap, produced it, put it out on Facebook and Instagram, and just put a little bit of paid media behind it just to kind of get a sense for like, how would people react to a, this brand? And from that, like we got over a million views in no time. It got shared crazy. And that was kind of the genesis around the fundraising story and how we got out there and that we kind of showed like a proof point through a digital concept to then kind of fund and make this brand a reality. But even early on, as we were accumulating those views, it's polarizing. But what's rooted in this brand since day one is comedy. But as you guys know, with comedy, it's not universal. You know, the things that change the world the most are going to have an ample amount of hate that comes along with it. But I think for us, like we held firm in the belief that we're doing good for the earth and making people feel excited and feel good about drinking water. Like a lot of parents love us because their kids are now drinking more water than they ever have because they love holding a liquid death can. For people who are out in bars who are not drinking or for some reason, you know, embracing a sober lifestyle, for them, it's like they don't have to address questions all night around like why they don't drink. And so, you know, we really understood that we're going to get hate. It's okay. But even from the beginning, Hater comments are like a really funny source of content for us. They're comedic gold sometimes, and we use that stuff in our communication. So like we've taken hater comments and basically created lyrics to two metal albums that we put out. That is brilliant. I mean, it's so funny. This whole idea of using water in a subversive way is, you know, you mentioned taking the hate mail on social media and turning it into 
marketing goal, basically. I read some of the tracks on the album. One was called Rather Murder Myself, another one, Liquid Lamo. This stuff is great. Could you talk a little bit about that? Our first kind of like media target focused certainly around like a metal audience, punk audience, comedy audience. That became essentially like our first cohort of just fans. We really built up like a nice network of just artists that really wanted to work with us because it was like for the first time, like a brand was kind of speaking their language to them in a way that felt like very inclusive and fun and not like preachy or talking to them. And so, yeah, I think as we, you know, started to accumulate all these hater comments, for us, like content marketing is like the pillar of this brand, right? That's what we do. And we're like, okay, well, this brand is kind of rooted in music and metal and punk. And we should just make an album where like all the lyrics are hater comments. So we actually pressed a thousand copies on vinyl and we sold that on our website and we sold out of that super quick. In fact, we sold so many in the first couple of days where like we could have actually been like a billboard 100 on the metal charts <laughs> for like new albums. You know, now we're thinking about what does volume three of Greatest Hates look like, but it just feels like it's one of those center stones of this brand at this point that it's going to be like a content series that will continue to just like inject stuff on because as we grow, the hate's not going to slow down. We've got plenty of fodder for a hundred albums if we wanted to put it out there. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, when's the hate going to turn to love, but you think it's going to carry on? I think it's interesting. It's like, in the beginning, comments used to say like, well, what is this? Like, I don't understand or get it. But our comment threads are now becoming like a place where fans are telling that story. We don't have to do that anymore. A lot of DDC brands, like in the beginning, they're the ones in the comment threads trying to like basically tell people how good they are, amazing they are. But like people don't care what brands say. But like for us, you know, we've got real, real fans who go to the crazy links for us, like tattoo our logo on their body. So those people are in these common threads, like basically fighting that fight for us. And I think as that's happening, people are like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll try it out. Or we have a partnership with Live Nation where we're the exclusive water at their festivals and venues. And as people are seeing Liquid Death out in the wild more, they're becoming even more curious and they're starting to get it when you pair it with something that's fun, like being at a festival or enjoying time out with your friends or whoever. So I think we are steering more to love, but I think just the nature of the brand getting bigger, the volume of hate will increase. But from a percentage perspective, like we can see it in our audience mix. It sounds like you've almost found like a whole new, you've got fans of your brand. I don't think there are fans of other water brands in the same way that right. you're describing. I mean, this is a $20 billion business, as I understand it. You've got major heavy hitters in there. I, I read that Liquid Death is one of the fastest growing water brands out there. I mean, you've got uh, more Instagram followers than every other water brand in the world. Is that a surprise to you that your marketing is cutting through the noise and getting to new consumers? Yeah, I think if we would have been in front of like uh, Crystal Ball and imagined like what this would look like going into year three, we had no idea. And it's kind of been a very mete meteoric rise. It does for us at times like surprise us. I think we're now like, the seventh most followed beverage brand, not just water, like across all the platforms, you know, you got some really big boys on that list. So from that sense, it is surprising. I think like from a customer perspective, though, I guess the way that we look at it is that we're kind of giving people permission to have fun with like a product that is just a commodity that they, you wouldn't have ever thought about before. You know, you don't have to go to the lengths of like, getting a tattoo to feel or show your rebellious side. 
right? And at the core of, I think, like what liquid death is, is people who are in some sense like rebellious, but in the most of the sense, like they want to have fun or do something that feels different and cut against the grain. Like we got a email from a lady once and she was like, look, I don't think I'm your target audience. I'm a 38 year old boring white soccer mom, but I love your brand. And I'm on the soccer fields showing it to all the moms and I'm advocating for you guys. Like the way that our fans rally, root and support us is insane. I've never really seen a brand been able to do like what we have been able to do in such a short period of time and eliciting that kind of like visceral fandom that's been really amazing. I mean, totally. You guys have clearly demonstrated uh, non-traditional marketing. I mean, your, con your consumers are putting your brand's name tattooed on their head, which I guess is like an innovative form of out-of-home advertising. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> When I'm thinking about everything that you're sharing, you guys are, you know, you're growing fast, which is great, but you're also small compared to the giants. And I'm going to hate to say this word, but you're also very nimble. You know, if you walked into one of the boardrooms of one of these much larger beverage brands, like what advice would you give them? Or, you know, what would you tell them that they're doing wrong? You know, Mike and I, we worked in agency life, Mike was running the creative and I was kind of running the business at a big CPG conglomerate. And, you know, we would be in meetings where there would be 30 people and I would present an idea or Mike would present an idea. And then we would spend two hours dissecting like the first three seconds of what a video should be. And at the end of the day, you're now like two hours into a meeting and it's like, you're trying to literally cram everything that every single department at a massive company is working on into a spot and you're going to produce just terrible work. So my one advice would be online is a virtual focus group. You do not know what you do not know because when prompted, people are going to think a little bit more inwardly about like, is, is this ad good? Does it make me want to buy it? How do I feel about it? But that's not how you react. The way you're scrolling through an Instagram feed, like no one, you're not asking yourself those questions. You're like, you're a little reptile and an animal just making instinctual decisions on a piece of stimulus. You know, my advice would be just test it, put things out there, make really like quick, fast moving things that you can just toss out there and see how people react to it. What do they love? What do they hate? How do you iterate off of the things that they love and make more of those things? And most importantly, take something that's been hated on and learn from it and maybe modify it and come back with something different. The, I think the other part is just Taking yourselves out of the equation, and this is especially, I think, true of brand marketers in the sense that brand marketers are not the most creative people on earth, right? That's just not the case. So I think my advice would also be like to let the creatives really kind of steer the ship, to take risks, to put bets on things and to learn from, because at the end of the day, that's not your skill set. I think it's just being aware of like, what is your skill set and having faith in that not every single thing is going to hit, but you learn from every single experiment that gets put out there. I want to know when I think of like liquid death, I know you guys do a lot of organic stuff, but like you mentioned video you've mentioned social, like, can you give me some insight about like where your ad dollars go? Like, tell us a little bit about your secret sauce. You know, no secret sauce. Like we're handcuffed to the same channels that a lot of brands are. If there is a digital channel, like we've definitely experimented or tested it or tried it at some point. The one channel that like we aren't really too invested in is just paid search. For us, it's like, you know, we're a commodity product that's sold for $18 a case. Uh, the unit economics on like, you know, just buying keyword traffic just doesn't make sense for us. 
for paid search, but we do Google Shopping as well. We do buy CTV also. Uh, we do pretty considerably um, invest in podcasts. So podcasts has been a really amazing driver for us. And we've even done like more things that are just, I wouldn't say in the sense traditional, but just they're, they're non-digital. So, you know, one thing that we did in LA, we, uh, we took like 20 trucks and we wrapped them in liquid death um, and just had them like mobbing around LA. And like the drivers were getting bugged all the time of like, what's inside of like, what is liquid death? So we had like little pamphlets that we gave the drivers that just said murderers for hire. And it just had our website on it and they could find out more about the brand. So that's been a really massive hit because especially if you're a D2C brand, it's that moment when you're in the physical world that people geek out about like fans or just general people. They're like, oh, this is going from like a, just a website and an Instagram presence or a TikTok presence. And now this is like a real thing. And this like I'm seeing a truck of it move. So I think that was a, a really nice moment where we've been able to have successes through seeding, through our influencer relationships, but there's really growth baked into every part of this brand. And that extends out even as you're walking the shelf and you see Liquid Death, it has a stopping power to it in the same way that a brand marketer would want the first two seconds of Instagram to have. Uh, one of the things that I really loved, you said that you know online is like your focus group and this interactive nature of marketing with your followers is so, is so fascinating. Um, on that note, what can we expect next? So the first 18 months of this brand, we only had one SKU and that was our Stillwater. We launched Sparkling Water after that. It was a nice incremental lift. It's been a really massive hit for us, but we really want to be methodical around like what innovation means to us, but there will be innovation 100%. I think in terms of like what's next, like our success at the end of the day for us to become a massive, massive, massive national brand is you know, we have to be at every convenience store, grocery store, liquor store, and like a one, two mile radius of every single person out there. From, I guess, a brand side of things, like we are, we're constantly thinking about like, what does it mean beyond just selling goods, right? So like, for example, we actually launched our first Liquid Death movie over the summer called Dead Till Death. It was a 45 minute long movie that we actually put out on Prime Video. We rented out a movie theater in Los Angeles where we had a movie premiere for it. So massive hit. So that was like kind of like our first thing, but the movie's set up to possibly have a sequel. We have the albums, you know, we're now doing this Live Nation thing where, you know, we're the exclusive water. So there could be some more things in music. So I think for us, it's the content tentacles of this brand in other spaces. I've got one more question for you. It's a simple one. What's your water taste like? Uh, it tastes amazing. We have total dissolved solid of around 240. So it has a little bit of more of like a thickness to it. That's our still water. And then our sparkling water actually has the carbonation that's more similar to like a beer. I haven't tried your sparkling water, but if it's better than Tobo Chico, <laughs> I, 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 I will be seriously impressed. I, I think I think we're all chasing Tobo Chico in some way, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Thank you so much, Hamid. This was like an amazing discussion. Really enjoyed your candid insight. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. I need a tall boy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got you guys covered. Whatever you need, let us know. And that's it for The Current. Stay tuned because next week we'll have John Kaplan, the Chief Revenue Officer at Pinterest on the show. I don't think there's any competition because I think that people coming to Pinterest looking for ideas for themselves is something that is totally unique in the marketplace. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. 
Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The Trade Desk team includes Cassie Crosby, Yvonne Sikic, Kat Vesey, and Elise Liffering. And remember, you can't preach someone to death about like saving the earth, but if you can make it fun and bring them along for the ride, like that's kind of the story that, that we're kind of taking on. I'm Damien. And I'm George. And we'll see you next week.